Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly D. Scott, a former video girl and now podcast rookie. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where my friends in all sorts of industries are kind enough to be my guests and assist me in honing my interview skills. They let me ask them questions about their industry which makes them a celebrity to me. And if you want to share any of your knowledge on your industry, please just email me, Kimberly at marketingdoer.com, and we can have you on Industry Celebrities Podcast. So without further ado today, I'm going to introduce my guest who I've been friends with and we once nicknamed Vendor Elitist. We don't call him that anymore, but for over nine uh, years, I've known this gentleman. And it's more than nine years. <laughs> has it been more than nine years? Yes. Oh, it has. It's closer to 15. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, who's you counting? You sound so excited about that. I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, Ken, introduce yourself. Tell everybody a little bit about where you're from. and. You know, 15 years is almost 25% of my life, is Kimberly. It? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 15 years. I said almost. <laughs> Uh, where are you from? What you doing here? What are your likes, your dislikes? Help me out. I'm originally from Dallas. Okay. Born here, but grew up in Oklahoma. Is that where that OU comes from? That's where the OU comes from, okay. yeah. So Texas born, sooner bred. Oh. And see, I've been in the real estate business since 1988-ish, I guess. Do you want to know how so. old I was in 1988? No. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and who did you start with in the real estate business? In real estate, I started with the Trammell Crow Company. Okay. So in Charlotte, North Carolina, on the commercial side, doing office and industrial leasing. Wow. Yeah. You can negotiate my next office for me then, possibly. I've forgotten a lot of that. Oh. <laughs> How purpose. long ago was 1988? <laughs> a long time ago. 30 years. Yeah, I can do the math. Even internally. It's pretty frightening. It's but yeah, so I started with the Trammell Crow Company, and the history goes a little bit back further than that. So growing up in Tulsa, I got to be really good friends with a guy named Bob Faith. And Bob and I ended up going to high school together. Wow. And in college together, same fraternity. And when I graduated from OU, Bob did at the same time. I was really two years ahead of Bob. I, we had the gift of graduating at the same time because okay. I stayed an extra year and he graduated a year early. So <laughs> anyway, Bob went straight to Harvard and wow. I went to work for the Texas Oil and Gas down here, in, actually in DFW, lived in Arlington, Okay. worked in Fort Worth, so it's in the oil and gas business. But and wait a minute, so Houston, but when I met you, you were just moving back from Houston, so how'd you get to Houston? Well, I've lived in Arlington, Houston, Charlotte, then Chicago, back to Houston, then Charleston, back to Houston, to Dallas. Okay, got it. <laughs> Do you really want me to <laughs> no. timeline every no, one no, of those? No, it's okay, but <laughs> I just had to know yeah. where Houston come in. Yeah, so just because of what was happening in the really the oil and gas industry in the early 80s, and subsequently Texas banking, which I participated in that briefly. <laughs> as a trust officer with Texas Commerce Bank after leaving TXO. And then one day I got a phone call when I was in Houston, and Bob had graduated from Harvard and gone to work for the Trammell Co. Company, was living in Tulsa. He was transferring to Charlotte, North Carolina, and asked me if I wanted to come out and work with them at the Trammell Crow office there. And so I had just gotten married, and we didn't really have a whole lot of obligations behind us, so Sheila and I moved to Charlotte. And so that's how I started with the Trammell Crow Company. And then now Mr. Bob Faith is still head of Graystar, correct? The so Grand Poobah of okay. Graystar Real Estate Partners, I guess so is what you, it is now. You briefly worked for them for how long? Briefly for 15 years. 
So. I knew it wasn't briefly, but yeah. I just thought I'd throw it in there. Yeah. So, because <laughs> that's when I met you. You were with Graystar. That's really when I started working with Bob, and then Bob ultimately started a company called Starwood Capital Partners with Barry Sternlich and moved to Chicago. And I joined them there a year later, and it was just really kind of an opportunistic opportunity. They had developed a company that was really capitalized to go out and invest in multifamily properties. During the time the RTC was spinning out pools of assets after the SNL debacle back from the early 80s and early 90s. So just started buying portfolios of assets multifamily across the company, country. So tell me where you're at now, though. That's what I was trying to lead okay. up to. <laughs> well. <laughs> where are you at now? I'm the association executive with the Apartment Association of Greater Dallas. AAGD. AAGD. Yay. We love them. We do. It's yeah. a great organization and great member group, both owner managers and product service partners. I think we're the second largest apartment association in the country so keeping strong keeping strong doing great the market's wonderful here <laughs> it sure is it seems it is. to always do well even in bad times i do remember you telling me a few stories which i won't go into but you were one of the persons i asked what is a cap rate and why do people <laughs> how come things happen here in dfw that don't happen in other cities the volatility <laughs> of the market there we go that's the word yeah so <laughs> you don't have to get too far into it but i love that word <laughs> You explained it. Well, it used to be, you know, there's just a lot of speculative building, and it's because the financing environment was really beneficial to real estate developers. So there was a lot of speculative buildings, so you would build apartments, and, and hopefully you could fill them up. There and was no research? Well, obviously there was research. There was some intelligence around it, but sometimes financing opportunities outweighed <laughs> the reality of the marketplace, and everybody else thinks they can build a better mousetrap, and there's a lot of smart people here. So we had a history of tending to overbuild. What's interesting, you know, over the past five to seven years is ours has truly been a job-driven development story. And the business environment in Texas is so positive. DFW has so many benefits to it from a, a relocation standpoint that it's just really benefited our industry. So you take those market dynamics and add to it this generational change with the millennials and baby boomers that are starting to downsize. It's just been a double down effect for the positivity of the multifamily business. And we like that. We do. Yeah. Especially as a renter. And if you're in the multifamily business, like we both are. I don't know if it's great for a renter from a pricing perspective, but... Well, there's um, lots of options on all shapes and sizes. And I mean, maybe not for the A+, but you could still get a nice B community that's been rehabbed, you know, because they're all trying to compete against each other in a market, in a, you know, area of town that, you know, you may not be able to afford the A+, but you can get something that's... That's, that's true. I mean, so from the renter side, I can say there's lots of options and... There are choices. It's yeah, just absolutely. a pricing, well, it's a seller market mm -hmm. right now so yeah. right so buyers are really challenged and for, as it impacts our multifamily business and just the region we've run into an affordability challenge sure. although from a national level DFW's probably got national level pricing, you know, not at a huge premium to say New York or one of the coastal cities, but relatively because we've kept wages relatively soft, it's had an impact on affordability for a lot of people who live here. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving us that uh, background history and education all in one. Okay. So the one standing question that I, I've been asking everyone is what would you tell your younger self? I think you really need to think about the long-term implications of certain impulsive decisions you might make. <laughs> and that touches on professionally, so, yes. personally. It's, so um, many. That's a, that's a really... That's life is just full of unintended consequences, <laughs> despite how good the opportunities look in front of you. 
But having said that, you know, I love where I am right now, and it's been a, a growth opportunity for me. And as long as you're growing, you're you're learning, and yes, it's, uh, you're never too old to learn. That's absolutely true. And I like to look at them as not consequences, but experiences yeah. <laughs> that you get yourself into and you learn from. And true. Try not to make the true. same mistakes or experiences that might not go Experience. the way you want them. Okay. Now the second little part of this is which would you rather play? Fun fact. Or two truths and a lie, which I found out earlier. I'm not really good at two truths and a lie, so it might be really funny. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't have a fun fact, so I've got to go with two truths and a lie. <laughs> what is that? Okay, so two truths and a lie. So oh, now I have to. So okay, yes. it's a direct derivative of. I'll go first. I climbed the Empire State Building. I love the color purple, and I am the youngest child of three boys. So what's the lie? Is I love the color purple the movie or your personal selection? (laughs) My favorite color. And the movie. I like the movie, but it's not my favorite movie. Well, you're wearing purple, so I'm going to assume that's a truth. (laughs) I'm going to guess climbing the Empire State Building's a lie. Oh, very good. Yeah. Okay, now you go. (laughs) Where's the Jeopardy music? I've been married three times. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. No, those are two truths. No, they're not. I'm just kidding. And I wear a flower on my lapel every day. Okay. I'm totally shaking it up. (laughs) But you do wear a flower. (laughs) Maybe not every day on your lapel. I do quite a bit. So the first one was a lie. You just did one lie and one truth. So I messed it up. Well, no, I am the fourth Joel Kinsey Oldham, too. Oh, you didn't say that out loud, though. I thought you were just reading. Oh, I thought I did. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bingo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Ken, (laughs) being on my (laughs) industry celebrities. Well, you're an industry celebrity to me. You know, they're my friends. All of them are celebrities to me. That's good. (laughs) So for the few listeners. can't wait to compare this to Wilder's. Oh, okay. You heard that, Mr. Scott Wilder, who I'm still waiting to hear back from. Okay. So subscribe to my YouTube channel so I can get my... My own URL, Kimberly D. Scott. Follow me on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, iTunes, and LinkedIn to hear more episodes. And until next week, stay positive. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Ken.